BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. So let's do the back half and let's talk about two other stories that happened while we were away. Looks like two reoccurring characters in 2020 have made it to a new year of Ben Jarofsky Show content. First up, it's Chicago Fraternal Order of Police President John Catanzara. And, you know, if this guy were the fraternal police president of somewhere like, I don't know, Jacksonville, Florida, he'd be a hero. But he's not. He's in Chicago, where everyone is practically a Democrat. And one thing heavily frowned upon by elected leaders and bigwigs in Chicago, constantly praising Donald Trump. So it makes sense when we read the news last week of John Catanzaro apologizing for his online comments defending the rioters at the nation's capital almost one week ago. And it really makes sense that now 36 of our 50 city council aldermen and women are demanding Catanzaro resignation. The following comes from the Chicago Sun-Times, and she's back, people. Fran the Woman Spielman. 36 aldermen are demanding Catanzara's resignation in a resolution championed by rookie alderman Andre Vasquez. Ben of what ward? 40th. You're good. 4-0. You're good. Mm-hmm. 4-0. What a nerd. The resolution... <laughs> The resolution further demands that if Catanzaro refuses to step down, the board of directors of FOP Lodge 7 vote to request his resignation. If neither of those two things happen, the resolution demands that the Chicago Police Department's Bureau of Internal Affairs investigate Catanzaro's action and quote their discredit to the city and CPD. I have the quote from Alderman Vasquez, and guys, no, it doesn't rhyme. He used to rap. He doesn't rap anymore. That would be cool. If like the rapping alderman, like all of his public statements were uh, rhymes. I saw Hamilton and uh, he, you know, that's in rap. So, hey, Andre, I'm just saying. I'm Vasquez and I'm here to say this, Cat and Zara, man. Oh, no way. Like, oh, my God, this is awesome. Whoa, that was good, man. Here's the quote from Vasquez. Quote, we had an attack on our democracy, a domestic terrorist act. It was important for the city council to voice where it stands on it so that people across the country know that this isn't something that reflects our values. All right. Lots to unpack in this story. Um, And uh, part of it is what John Catanzaro said. And part of it is his quote unquote apology. Uh, Now, I uh, become a student of Republican apologies or Trump apologists uh, over the last week, D. And I got to tell you, they're really bad at apologies. They hate having to apologize. I did a deep dive for the reader that probably comes out tomorrow on Congressman Mary Miller's apology for saying Hitler was great. I took the deep dive in that one, so I'll hold off uh, for the moment on, on that. I had to decide in the column which apology should I analyze? And I went with the Mary Miller one. But Johnny C., Johnny Catanzaro, the head of the Toronto Police, this one is a beaut. And by the way, it's always a happy day at the bright one. My beloved Sun-Times, Chicago Sun-Times, home delivered, as it always is. And they get to run a picture of Johnny C., John Catanzaro. And here it is, Dean. I'll show it to you as the train roars by. Here's that young, good-looking guy, Johnny C. Oh, hey, there he is. Hey, Johnny C. John Catanzaro, you know? I'm like, 
What a good-looking guy. Sometimes loves running pictures of kids. Remember that one issue? There was like six of them. Yeah. Turn the page. There he is again. Boy, we were out there for about a year and a half. Not one picture of you. <laughs> What's up with that? Or me? No, nah, because I'm <laughs> no picture. I'm not as good-looking as Johnny C. All right. So John Canizera is the far right wing head of the Fraternal Order of Police, and he decided it was a good idea, politically speaking, uh, to have a MAGA lover uh, run uh, the the police union in a city where roughly 85% of the people voted against MAGA and Donald Trump. That's a great political shrewd move. Yeah, I love the pizza. Uh, What can I say? (laughs) Uh, He defeated another MAGA lover. It was a heated election uh, to determine who was the most MAGA-loving person the fraternal order police uh could elect as its leader and uh, john catanzaro is the guy uh who said he had a first amendment protected right to wear a t-shirt i'm doing this off of my memory that said something i support the president i support the second amendment uh and and a few other uh, things that he knew would rile up the 85 percent of the people in town uh that you would think the police department would want to have just some you know i don't know elements of alliance with, you know, like you win them over and they look out for your interests, but no new interesting way uh, to win the hearts and minds of the people in the community, insult them, aggravate them, needle them. Oh, that ought to get you a lot of support in the city of Chicago. But you know what, D I said it earlier. I'll say it again. What does Kenneth Zara have in common with Lori Lightfoot, Stacey Davis Gates, Chris Welch, Michael Joseph Madigan? They love luncheons. <laughs> yeah, they love luncheons. I'm just taking a look at Johnny C right there, and I don't believe he's passed up on any okay. uh, luncheons. All right, all right. All right. So, John Kenneth after Wednesday's insurrection, I thought it was a good idea to let loose with his inner thoughts on it in an interview he did with WBEZ. Wow, man, WBZ's all over the place. Yeah, another scoop not gotten by the Benzerowski show. <laughs> so he, he said, and I'll just read this, this is just a portion of the quote. He sort of dismissed the significance of the insurrection uh, when he said, uh, there's no fights. There's no, obviously, violence in this crowd. They pushed past security and made their way to the Senate chamber. Did they destroy anything when they were there? No. Well, okay, there was more to the quote. Oh, yes, they did destroy things. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, it was more than just pushing back security. We were like whacking the hell out of a security with a hockey stick. Now, suddenly, John Canizera, who's all Mr. Law and Order when it comes to keeping the peace of the city of Chicago and dealing with Black Lives Matter protesters, it's like, come on. Boys just want to have fun. And then part of the interview that WBEZ didn't air, D, is when he started singing, boys just want to have fun. Come on, come on, be easy. Uh, actually, it didn't happen. Oh, really? Say that. Glad <laughs> you, you clarified that. Glad you clarified that moment of fun didn't happen on WBEZ. <laughs> Oh, we cannot have singing on this uh, That show. sounds like fun. Uh, edit that out, please. <laughs> yes, please edit that out. So he went and said that. It was immediate backlash. It was a really stupid thing that he said. Because, like, a police officer died uh, in the insurrection. A uh, a MAGA uh, insurrectionist was killed in uh, the insurrection. Several other people died, heart attacks, etc., 
was a very frightening moment for a good chunk of the population. So to dismiss it as sort of like a fraternity night, you know, beer party was what? Insensitive, stupid, counterproductive to what you want to get done here in Chicago. Not really going to build a lot of alliance showing that you'll do anything to support MAGA and really undercuts whatever kernel of credibility that you have. Because if you're for law and order, if you really want to preserve uh, the order, if, and if you really want to protect police officers, how could you just dismiss a riot in which, among other things, rioters were literally hitting police officers with a hockey stick? Like, so really undercut the credibility. And then he uh, responded with an apology. And here's his apology. I brought negative attention to our lodge, the FOP family and law enforcement in general. I was in no way condoning the violence in DC yesterday. Uh, Just let me say, of course, yes, you were. You were dismissing it, acting, trivializing it. So yes, that's exactly what you were doing. That's why you're in trouble. My statements were poorly worded. Wait, what? That, 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 what? Poorly worded? You said there are no fights. I mean, what were you trying to say? Poorly worded suggested that there was something you were trying to say, but you stumbled a little bit in saying what you said, so you didn't say what you really wanted to say. So what were you trying to say when you said there's no fights, even though there were fights? There's no violence in the crowd. That's what you said. What would you have said? It wasn't poorly worded. You contradicted everything that everybody saw. You trivialized and dismissed it. It's not a question of poorly wording it. It's a question of expressing what you thought, which was obviously that when MAGA lovers hit police over the heads with hockey sticks, it's okay. That's what you said, basically. Now... There's a reaction, you're in trouble, you're in hot water, and you're backtracking. And here we go. I certainly would never justify any attacks on citizens, democracy, or law enforcement. After seeing more video in the full aftermath, my comments would have been different. This, that last sentence is so bizarre. After seeing more video in the full aftermath, my comments would have been different. What changed between Wednesday or Thursday, whatever you made your initial comments, when you opined on what you saw and today? I mean, we all knew about the, the police officer who died. We all knew about the police officer who was chased up the stairs. We all knew about police officers squeezed in the door. Nothing changed except you were embarrassed. So it was one of the worst apologies I've ever seen. Indeed, Republicans never want to say they were wrong. So usually what they do is they try to make it seem like they're the victims. That it's the other side that's intolerant and won't accept the Republicans' freedom to say whatever they want. Even if, it's, if it like really upsets a lot of people. So it was a terrible apology.
It was a stupid comment to begin with. It didn't show much political sense at all. It did hurt your union. It did hurt the cause of collective bargaining by police officers. It gave Mayor Lori Lightfoot more opportunity to bash you and your union and your cause. So yeah, it was a total failure in absolutely every way. And it might be a good idea, I know Maggot doesn't like to do this, to show a little humility at this moment. To, just to go beyond what you said and try and confront some of the issues, like the obvious discrepancy in your reaction and attitude toward protesters, MAGA protesters, who are enraged by a phony contention that the election was stolen, as opposed to what? Lefties who are enraged by a Columbus statue. Why is one good and the other bad? Why is one a threat to humanity as we know it, and the other sort of this benign little party, like a frat party. That was your instinctive reaction. We should be talking about that. Not whether you worded, your words were precisely what you wanted to say. No, I think you've established in your two years as a public figure here in Chicago, uh, that you are capable of saying exactly what you want to say, and you're proud of your ability to say what you want to say and you pound your chest when you say it because you're not afraid to that's your thing now all of a sudden what you can't you misspoke i don't think you misspoke i think you spoke clearly what you believed and now uh-oh <laughs> uh-oh want to get out of this jam so anyway, it wasn't much of an apology, D. That's to put it mildly. All right, here's a bold prediction heading into the new year. Well, I guess we're already in the new year. Cat <laughs> and Zara will be gone and living in Florida by July. Wow. I don't know when his term is over. I don't see him uh, leaving voluntarily. Yeah, he'll be so gone. He'll be gone. Wow, a bold prediction by young Dennis. It's been known to be right. You remember my other prediction, right? What's that? In 2021, Ben Jarofsky will break up with Nancy Pelosi. (laughs) Oh, Babs, where are you, man, when I need you? All right, one more. I I, uh, I, I don't know about that one. Uh, I'm I'm all over the map. I think it could be a Michael Madigan type thing. Those are my predictions, all right? Write it down, everybody. Kat and Zara will be gone and living in Florida by July. <laughs> ben Jarofsky will be breaking up with House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. Okay. All right. Well, we'll see. One more story before we go. Illinois Republican downstate Senator Darren Bailey. That is correct. The following comes from the Chicago Sun-Times and their downstate reporter, Rachel Hinton. Try the pork steak, Rachel. Come on, get some good downstate reporting going. Springfield State Rep Darren Bailey was doing well after collapsing on the floor of the Bank of Springfield Center. His chief of staff said Monday, and the downstate Republican was preparing to leave the hospital. The representative from Xenia still has some tests to undergo while in the hospital, but, quote, if everything comes back clear, he should be out of the hospital and back at the BOS Center to do the people. People's business tomorrow. That's Jose Durbin, his chief of staff. Uh, Those tests came back clear Monday afternoon, and the representative and his wife, Cindy, are awaiting.
awaiting his release from Memorial Medical Center. This is according to a statement from Bailey's office. Bailey won a seat in the state Senate in November and is planning to be sworn in on Wednesday. And uh, we have a quote here from Bailey, uh, quote, thank you to absolutely everyone who has lifted me up in prayer, called and messaged Cindy and me with words of encouragement and kindness. I look forward to returning to the Bank of Springfield Center to continue doing the people's work. Yes, Darren Bailey, we talk about him a lot in the show. <clears throat> so I say, uh, get well, uh, Senator Bailey. And uh take the high road on this one. Uh, Darren Bailey and I, to put it mildly, do not see uh, things eye to eye politically speaking. Uh, He is of the far right MAGA persuasion. Uh, And as such, uh, we have a lot of fun uh, at Darren Bailey's expense on this show because some of the stuff he says is so freaking bizarre. I'm not quite sure what to make of it. Uh, As such, he was an interesting contrast to John Catanzara. Uh, And I urge them to get together and get their story straight because they had... Conflicting reactions to the insurrection on Wednesday. As I said, Ken Zara dismissed it uh, as a bunch of uh, frat boys having a good time. What's the big deal? Boys just want to have fun. Uh, no blood, no foul, so to speak. Whereas uh, Darren Bailey, as you recall, said he wasn't sure that the marauders were actually of the MAGA persuasion. And he was suggesting that they were leftists infiltrating uh, MAGA in order to make MAGA look bad. So one guy, Kat and Sarah, dismissed the whole thing as a lark, just a bunch of uh, boys having fun. And the other guy said it was serious. So he assumed uh, that it was lefties who were up to it. And that's what I suggested. Johnny C., and DB, guys should get together, go have a little lunch, and figure out what your story's going to be, and then just stick to that story. So that was uh, the last time we mentioned Darren Bailey, and then over the weekend, he uh, he got sick. A number of people sent me that t- uh, texty about him getting sick. Apparently, uh, we've, if, we've, if we've done one thing, is that we've introduced people in Chicago and Cook County to Darren Bailey. Uh, yeah. So, you know, you know, Hey Darren, you're welcome. Yeah. So get better DB. Get well soon. Get back to work so we can keep making fun of the work that you do. That's where, that's where the jokes come in with Darren Bailey. All right. Uh, and that is it. Uh, we will keep everyone posted uh, tomorrow on the program. If any more updates on Madigan gate happen, by the way, for those who may have just tuned in, we do have a driver of the bus. It's representative Ann Williams. She's looking to be the new speaker. Yeah. She's driving the bus and pump it up. Okay. You got to pump on the gas, pump on the gas. Come on, get it. There we go. That's the bus. She's driving the thing. All right. Well, we'll see. By tomorrow, maybe Chris Welch will be driving the bus. Maybe Chris Welch will be driving the bus. You got to pump the gas, Mr. Welch. Remember that. And remember, you can find previous Ben Jarofsky shows, Benny J. Bonus interviews, and so much more at the Chicago Reader website and wherever else you download podcasts. And go ahead and cut the engine off. All right. Thank you. Uh, yeah it's very important to cut the engine off (laughs) absolutely absolutely and uh, also hey if you download listen to the live stream Tuesdays through Fridays 1 until 3 p.m. Central Time at the Chicago Reader YouTube channel and send us an email, BennyJShow at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. You can reach us on social media at BennyJShow, B-E-N-N-Y, the letter J, show. And you can call us, 708-658-4788. That is correct. That number again, 708-658-4788.
888-888. Call us up, leave us a voicemail, and who knows, we may play that voicemail on The Ben Jarofsky Show. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.